uncommon sense advice on your work life, your personal life, and God knows what else. Welcome to How to Do Life with Dr. Marty Nemco. Hi, I'm Marty Nemco. In another of my experiments, this one is I'm reading, I did some pull-out quotes from my latest book. These are the, the nuggets that I think are of greatest value, roughly 10 minutes worth. I'm going to read them to you, and uh, hopefully you'll find them of value. The name of the book is Baby Steps, with a ridiculously long subtitle, Doable Ways to Improve Your Life, Careers, Relationship, Procrastination, Critical Thinking, Time Management, and Communication. Well, here are the 10 minutes worth of tips. Try using the traffic light rule. During an utterance's first 30 seconds, your light's green. During the next 30, it's yellow. The risk is growing that the person wishes you'd stop. And at the one-minute mark, your light's red. Either ask a question or shut up. Accept your basic personality. For improvement, tweak. What are you naturally good at and enjoy? What are you bad at? Sure, if you're terrible at something crucial like reading, you're going to want to work to improve it. But otherwise, accept your basic self. Do activities that play to your strengths and make only tweaks to improve. Keep your life simple. Develop routines. Write your to-dos and check the list often. Don't buy a lot of stuff. Keep your investments in one place, for example, a Vanguard All-in-One Fund or BlackRock Life Path Fund. I often hear people say they don't have enough time to get everything done. Well, sometimes the problem is a boss with unrealistic expectations or a too complicated life. But many of my clients have found that the problem is internal to them. For one day, you might set your phone's timer to chime every 15 minutes and jot down what you were doing. That may make clear that you could be more purposeful. When you're procrastinating, use the few-second start to get you rolling. What's the first few-second task you need to do? The other time we're tempted to procrastinate is when we're reaching a hard part. It can help to use the one-minute struggle. When you reach a roadblock, struggle for just a minute. After that, decide whether to get help, come back to it later, or do the project without conquering the roadblock. Be aware of the moment of truth. That's the second you're deciding whether to do the task, do a less important one, or do something for fun. At that moment of truth, slow down, breathe, and ask yourself whether you're telling yourself a lie. For example, that you'll feel like doing it later or that you'll do the task better under pressure, or that you can get away with delaying or even not doing the task. We all waste some time, but consciously decide, case by case, whether it's wise to do so. You'll waste less time net. Corollary? Succumbing to procrastination does eviscerate your life like a metastasizing cancer. Don't fall for today's fad, encouraging us to just be, to be still, to meditate. That may be relaxing, but ultimately... I believe those are wastes of time. Think briefly, breathe, then act. Most successful, contented, less worried people's general modus operandi, ready, fire, aim, revise. Remember the cliched but true, time is our most valuable possession. It's comforting to be agreed with, so we tend to reject ideas that don't comport with our beliefs. If we're not to be hypocritical in lauding ideological diversity, be aware of what's called your confirmation bias and consider, like a statesman, assertions on their merits. Get good at Google searching. You might use Google's tutorial. 
then read just brief descriptions of the first few search results. Only if one or more promise to be of real value should you click on it. Otherwise, revise your search term. Curate everything. Curate the people you spend time with. Spend more time with your favorites, less with others. Decide who to not spend any time with, including pruning ill-advised people from your life, even family members. We're told to not be judgmental, but I think we should be more judgmental. Judgment, discernment, is a hallmark of the civilized society. I think it's detrimental to us as individuals and as a society to venerate the uncritical acceptance of people, cultures, and arts. A word on giving wisely. Give to organizations that serve people with high potential to benefit and contribute that would otherwise not be able to do so. My favorite, high achieving kids in poor schools. And not tax deductible, you might give to high potential individuals, not just nonprofits. Unless your child can get into a designer label college, such as a Harvard or Stanford, without sacrificing a decent high school life, he or she may be wise to live at home while attending a local community college. Not only is the cost dramatically lower, instruction and quality of life at home tend surprisingly to be better. And it's usually easier to transfer to a brand name college as a junior than as a freshman. Doing that yields a brand name on the bachelor degree diploma. The most contributory and satisfied people generally are straight arrows. Sure, even many super straight types would rather do something creative and independent than be a cog in a corporate machine. But recognize that few people make a sustainable living as a creative, and that many of those do less for the world than, for example, that middle manager who helps ensure that top-rated cars retain their quality and are saleable at an affordable price, that farmer who gets produce from farm to market promptly, the factory worker who ensures the quality of our over-the-counter pain relievers, the trucker who ensures that the appliances are in stock, and yes, the janitor who ensures that our supermarkets are clean and COVID safer. Collaboration tends to be slow and can be demotivating, disempowering. Individuals have little ownership and get little credit. And teamwork's aim for consensus can lead to lower common denominator results, a tepid rather than a bold solution on which everyone can agree. Sometimes the best team for a job is an individual. Marijuana has been studied for less time than alcohol. Yet just in the most recent decade, a mountain of evidence indicates that weed is more dangerous even than alcohol. Marijuana has been implicated in everything from lowered IQ to lowered motivation, cancers to car accidents. All wisdom does not reside with the woke. To get fair exposure to other worthy thoughts, read the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal and the book The Fountainhead or Atlas Shrugged which are ridiculed by the left and revered by the right. Use the relationship report card, especially in considering the long-term relationship. Does your partner deserve at least a B on each of these? Compatible sex drive. It doesn't matter if it's high or low, as long as it's reasonably matched with yours. Respect for what your partner says. Is he or she intelligent, ethical, and commonsensical enough? Is he or she kind? You don't want a milk toast, but you do want your partner who errs on the side of kindness. The world is tough, and when we come home, we don't want to face a buster of whatever sex. Is he or she free of a fatal flaw, temper, addiction, significant mental illness? 
and then there is that ineffable thing called love. Do you continue to enjoy seeing, being in the room with, even just getting a text from your partner? The case for solohood. Many people are happier single than coupled, and that makes sense. You have more freedom, less compromise. Don't couple up because it's the norm. As a career counselor who's had many clients who've undergone traditional psychotherapy, while some benefited from said processing, more felt that while therapy gave some insight and catharsis, their life was no better and their wallet was certainly thinner. They ended up doing better by following the advice of my father, a Holocaust survivor. Stop looking back. Take the next step forward. Many people want to know what career to choose. Well, an easy way to do it is to scan the uh, index or the table of contents of the government's Occupational Outlook Handbook, available free online, or my book, Careers for Dummies. Each of them profiles 300-plus careers. You can get ideas quickly just by scanning their index and reading profiles that intrigue. Often even wiser can be to simply use a personal connection as your career launchpad. A caring relative or friend may well give you a better job than you could have gotten in the open market. And that often leads to a more rewarding career than even the aforementioned approach. Merit. That's a messy word. It's hard to ascertain. Merit goes beyond what can be quantified. It's the overall benefit versus liabilities of an idea, product, service, or a person. That often requires subjective, qualitative assessment. Too often people avoid that messiness by relying too much on the quantitative or the black and white. For example, Pat graduated from Harvard, Lee graduated from No Name State, and Alex didn't go to college, so I'll just interview Pat. That can cause a suboptimal selection. Redistribution. Policymakers in the media don't like to use that unvarnished term, redistribution, but every time we raise taxes to pay for programs for the poor, every time we make a service available to everyone without regard to whether they pay like Medicare for all, it's redistributing from society's haves to its have-nots independent of merit, sometimes inversely correlated with merit. In developing your own policy release and voting decisions, it's wise to view such issues not sugar-coated, but unvarnished. Redistribution is the unvarnished term. My parents warned me that anti-Semitism remains pervasive. I didn't believe it, but do now. For example, the media's disproportionate portrayal of Jews as crafty and money-hungry. The double standard by which Israel is judged compared with other nations. And reverse discrimination, college selection and hiring, which reduces the number of Jews. Seek ideological balance. The left has substantially taken over society's mind-molding vehicles. The schools, colleges, media, and even most churches. So you're likely getting the full dose of liberal and socialist ideology. Top executives. So you might want to, for example, read the Wall Street Journal, which is mainstream conservative, especially their editorial page, their op-eds editorial page. Top executives unfairly get a bad rap. I've had many executives as clients, and counter to the colleges and media's portrayal of them, most of them work long hours and use their considerable intelligence and drive to bring good products to people at a fair price while being ethical with employees. When executives have to make layoffs to serve shareholders, mostly people like teachers, cops, social workers, not millionaires, who are saving for college or retirement, they're usually pained when they're making those layoffs. Corporations unfairly get a bad rap. Without corporations, I wouldn't have a keyboard to type this thing I wrote, a monitor to view it, and a website to promote it. 
a fine webcam that I'm talking to you on, 69 bucks, a microphone, 69 bucks, to make a, this YouTube of it. You, the reader, also need a monitor, a keyboard, or perhaps speakers. The chairs that you and I are sitting on were made by a corporation. I chose from dozens on Amazon, a corporation, to find a highly rated one I really like, under 29 bucks. Corporations profit, that's a dirty word according to colleges, unless it's the tuition or research overhead they charge, pays for employees to support their families, and as mentioned, to give a return to shareholders. Modally, people like you and me, not fat cats. For every millionaire shareholder, there are dozens of people just trying to stay afloat. And finally, I use as a pull-out quote my very favorite idea for improving the world. It's called Super Courses. Picture the millions of kids who take algebra. Now consider the full range of teachers they get from terrific to terrible. Now imagine that all of them, high and low achievers from Afghanistan to Alabama to Zululand, could be taught by one of the world's most fascinating, effective, indeed transformational teachers online. And that that course would be augmented by compelling images, videos, simulations, and gamification. And as its crowning attribute, not only would super courses individualize the pace of instruction, but thanks to machine learning, it would branch the type of instruction based on the student's performance in the previous lesson's mini-quiz. The previous lesson's length, whether more auditory or visual, how much you're recording. I believe that the super course, as I've just described, is the breakthrough that education has long needed to live up to its promise. I consider it the most societally beneficial idea I have ever generated. My idea has been published in at least four prestigious publications. Might you be interested in making super courses a reality? In any event, those are the pull-out quotes from my book, Baby Steps. It's available on Amazon. It's cheap. I price it as low as I can. I think it's four or five bucks because I really care that it help you. In any event, I welcome your thumbs up and accept your thumbs down on this, uh, as well as your honest review of it on Amazon of the book. I look forward to your comments and especially like it if you hit the share button below. Share on your social media so that my efforts can have broader impact. And I am flattered if you choose to subscribe to this channel. Certainly, we welcome you checking out uh, any of my 32 books. They're all on Amazon. Just search there on my name, Marty Nemko, N-E-M-K-O. And I like to end these podcasts with uh, what I think is a quote that is particularly relevant for our times. Not by me. It came from a guy named Frank A. Clark. We find comfort among those who agree with us. Growth among those who don't. You've been listening to How to Do Life with Dr. Marty Nemco. For comments on the show or to consult with Dr. Marty Nemco, his email address is mnemko at comcast.net. Post-production of How to Do Life by Terry Rouse. Music by Blue Dot Session. Thanks for listening.